Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Ganal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. And welcome to another Top Tip Thursday. Today we are going to have a look at the water footprint. If you are not sure what I'm talking about and wondering if the water footprint might be the footprint you leave behind when getting out of the pool or shower, it's not quite those footprints I'm referring to today. Today, I'm going to talk about the water footprint of goods and services we use. Everything we use, wear, buy, sell and eat uses water to make and can be measured for a single process such as growing an apple, for a specific product that you have, the making of your pair of jeans, to helping us in determine the water footprint of an entire company, country, as well as the global total. The water footprint can help companies to determine where in their supply chain is the water dependence. It can help governments to put regulations in place to protect their water resources especially in times of drought, but also to help them prevent reaching a severe drought. The water footprint can also help us as individuals to look at our daily lives and question items we use daily, whether it is out of habit or necessity, and to reduce our water footprint, even if it is through little changes, every drop adds up. If we were to look at the water footprint of a cup of coffee, how much water do you think a cup of coffee would have? I've asked this question previously and a lot said maybe one or two liters. However, even if the cup is less than 250 mils, it takes about 140 liters of water to produce that cup of coffee. Sounds crazy, I know, but bear with me. Some coffees will have a bigger water footprint. Some will have a smaller water footprint. The footprint depends on a lot of things. This will include both the direct and indirect use of water that was used to make that cup of coffee. From the process of growing the coffee bean, how it is processed, the transportation of the beans, the roasting of the beans. And if you use milk in your coffee, the water that is used for the grass or the grains that the cows eat to be able to produce the milk, as well as the transportation of the items. It also includes the packaging of the product, as well as all the processes within the supply chain to where you, the end user, holds the cup of coffee in your hand. We would be able to break the water footprint down even further into green, blue and grey water footprints. The green water footprint is water usually, the green water footprint is water, usually precipitation, 
that is stored in the root zone of the soil and evaporated, transpired, or incorporated by plants. This is mainly relevant for the agricultural, forestry, as well as horticultural. The blue water footprint is water that has been obtained from the ground or surface water resources. The resources are either evaporated, integrated into the product, or taken from one body of water and returned to another or returned at different times. The blue water footprint is mainly irrigated agriculture, industry, and domestic water use. The gray water footprint is the amount of fresh water that's required to absorb and abstract pollutants to meet the specific required water quality and standards. The gray water footprint considers point source pollution discharge to fresh water resources. This can be done directly through a pipe or indirectly through leaching or runoff of soil, impervious surfaces, or any other diffuse sources. According to a report done in 2011, the global water footprint for humanity from 1996 to 2005 was 9,087 million of cubic meters per year. This is divided into 94% green, 11% blue, and 15% gray water footprints. The biggest contributor to the water footprint was the agricultural production that is responsible for 92% of the water footprint during this period. Now that you know more about what the water footprint is, and how it plays a role in our daily lives, we might be able to reduce our own water footprint. Globally, each consumer eats around 5,000 liters of water per day. This number can vary anything from between 1,500 to 10,000 liters, as it depends on what you eat as well as where you live. For example, someone on a plant-based or vegan diet will have a smaller water footprint compared to someone eating meat or dairy daily. I want to take a moment to look at some of the different items that we might eat or wear in our daily life and see what their water footprint would be on average. An apple's water footprint would be around 70 liters. One slice of bread would be 40 liters. One egg, 200 liters. 100 grams of chocolate would be 2,400 liters. A pair of jeans, 11,000 liters. And a beef burger, 2,400 liters of water. So again, these numbers might vary as it will depend on where it is from, you might have a very small burger and someone else might have a large burger. Therefore, there might be some variations. But this gives us a good indicator on how much water is required to produce some of these items. I have added a link in the show notes for you to go and be able to work out yours. And I would love to hear what your water footprint was. 
So in order for us to reduce our water footprint, we would be able to look at the items that we bring into our lives, whether it is products, food or services. And firstly, start by asking ourselves, do we really need that particular item or service? One of the easy steps to do is to try and go meatless for one day or have meat and dairy every other day. By reducing the meat and dairy intake, it will already reduce your water footprint a lot. Maybe see to take a shorter shower. Remember the tip in episode 12 about selecting your shower song and only shower as long as your two to three minute song. You could close the tap while brushing your teeth and maybe also look at shopping secondhand in the future, whether it is for your furniture, tools, or even clothing. These are just some of the ways that you can easily reduce your water footprint. There is, however, many more. And as each of us have different lives, I would suggest looking at where your biggest water issues are and try and see how you can start to reduce that. My final tip for today is to do what you can and feel comfortable to start with. Living a more sustainable life is a journey and not a race. And that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. You can find the show notes for this episode at mamaearthtalk.com. Follow at Design by Mariska on Instagram or email hello at mamaearthtalk.com. And let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to talk about. I love hearing from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every Monday with a bonus Top Tip Thursday every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.